0: As iron sharpens iron, darling, so does one woman sharpen another. Welcome to the Woman Ride Podcast, hosted by Anon Otterell and Cynthia Lyon, Building Strong Women of Colour, The Cultivation of the Mindset.
1: Hey everybody, thank you for joining us yet again. I am your beautiful co-host, Ananon Otterell. And of course I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Cynthia Lyon but we also have a very special guest we're always bringing guests for you guys so you should not be surprised like 2022 we're coming in with fire so yes yeah, since will introduce the guest and we'll also cho- introduce to you guys today's topic so I hope you guys will really enjoy this conversation I'm really happy about it and I'm so ready to hear more from our guest so please stay tuned
0: hey everybody thank you guys for tuning in yet again so we have a special guest with us today the title of today's episode is um, is behind the crown so i'm sure you're wondering behind the crown what does that mean what are we going to be talking about well it is what it means. Like I mean behind the crown, but what crown? So you're gonna find out right now. Um so our guest goes by the name of Gibalepile Rama Fuko. She will introduce herself in the way that she would like to be known. So I'm just gonna give it over to her and let her introduce herself.
2: <laughs> Hi everybody! Um, you're, you know, every time someone is like, "You're no, introduce yourself," it's always like the hardest thing to do because I don't, I never know how to narrow it down. So I just usually say, like, my name is Pila Ramafoko. I am just like a a passionate young person who is really like inspired by everything that is happening in and around her. And I think the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because i want to see change i am a mm. free spirit i love sports i'm i'm very like i'm a very chill person nothing hectic to me if you get to know me you'd actually realize i'm more of um a funny person than a formal person that you see on my instagram socials because obviously um the work that comes with that requires me to be like that but i man i'm just i'm i'm chill
0: <laughs> okay Thank you so much for the intro. Well, we're going to find out a little bit more about what she does. Obviously, it's not the main thing she does, but it is one of the things that we're going to center on with today's topic. And that explains the whole behind the crown.
1: Kivalipile, when did you start? Uh, being so passionate about modeling is it something that you've always liked from a very young age or you you just started when you've already grown
2: um yeah I think this started in 2010 if I'm not mistaken I remember I was walking with my mom um it's not a cliche story guys but I was walking (laughs) with my mom and we were walking, you know how um, at different shopping centers, there's always like a notice board where people post like house to rent, car to sell, dog is missing, that notice board. Mm-hmm. So on that specific notice board, I always read what is happening on that board. I'm just that inquisitive. So eventually I saw this nice poster and this poster said, hey, do you want to join modeling? Do you want to build your confidence? Do you want to do one, two, three? And that time, I think I was in grade six, um when I started so in 2010 yeah it was in 2010 I read this post and I told my mom like yo I think this is interesting we should try it and see if it really is legit and it would actually do the most so when Mm. I did um for me it had nothing to do with what I am passionate about now for me it was just like oh no we're gonna walk on stage we're gonna have a great time win the titles and That's literally about it. But obviously, the older you grow, you realize, actually, you can use this platform more than just being pretty and knowing how to walk. So, yeah, it's something that started from a young age. Um, Yeah, so you can say that.
0: So Mm -hmm. how would you describe the industry?
2: Yeah, the funny thing is that the industry keeps on changing. And I am so happy with the progress that we are actually seeing right now compared to the progress that was back then. Because I remember when I started with um, pageants, um, I used to have short hair that was like my mom's preferred hairstyle. I don't know, because maybe she didn't want to pay for the hairstyle or maybe (laughs) Nikitaba. I don't know what her thing was. But for me, it was so difficult because obviously, you know, in school, when you're a kid, you get bullied and whatnot. But my mom, saw it as has, you don't actually have an idea of how beautiful you are and all of that. So um, in terms of the progress that we are seeing right now, back then, obviously, um, there were beauty standards. You had to be a, a, a certain height. You had to be a certain size. Your features on your face had to be. The way they want it to be but as we go along with the years as the world keeps on changing we see actually it's more than just how you look but it actually is about how you represent yourself and how you're going to represent your people and what it is or what's your mission actually so i think i'm happy with the way things are happening compared to how they were back then Mm -hmm. So I think that's why it kept me going with this industry because I could have quit like a long time ago because obviously I'm not fitting towards what um, the world wants me to be. But the fact that the world is changing and the world is adjusting to these, it makes it more fun to continue with it and to really be passionate about what it is that I'm doing.
1: So would you say you you kind of had like insecurities, and if you did, how did you get
2: to deal with them? Oh, yeah, I, I think I, I I think I do like, but not a lot. Um, when when I joined this modeling school, I was the only black girl who joined the modeling mm-hmm. school. So for me, it was a thing of um competing with um white females, and they have beautiful hair. Um, nice legs or everything about them just seemed to be perfect because that's what we are so used to so obviously with me it was just the thing of mm-hmm. am I actually good enough to be actually in the in this industry or am I wasting my time actually should I just go back be an academic well, be you know just go to school and okay. get a job and be that person you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I didn't have like serious insecurities because I think for me my mom played like a very big role in the way I was raised. Like she really made sure that I know my power. I know what I'm capable of and I shouldn't be scared of Mm. anything. And I shouldn't be insecure about those things. But obviously the older you grow, you realize certain things and those things do creep in a little bit, but it's like having my mom next to me to constantly remind me, it helped me so much. And I think this is the person that I am today, even though mm. like, you know, life has its um, its ups and downs. And it's like in your twenties, you are trying to navigate so many things. Your friends are getting married, they're having kids, others are getting jobs, money, cars, and all those type of things. So also it's just like, okay, you are in this industry, you're also doing well for yourself, but also you're like, ish, am I really putting in a lot of effort? Am I doing the right thing should have should I um have chosen like a different career path so it's like a lot of things that keep on happening like every day that hmm. you have to find balance as to not allowing them to get in between your vision or your focus so yeah wow well that's a lot and it, <laughs> it
0: honestly does make sense like because I'm just thinking like Because I've once entered pageants, but it was, like, a long time ago. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, the biggest insecurity was, like, feeling like, am I beautiful enough? Because now you're there. And... You look at other girls and you're like, damn, she looks really, really fine. You know, she's got yeah. the perfect body, she's got the perfect smile, hair, everything. Right. And it's just like, yeah. dude, am I even doing this? You would feel like giving up before even getting on stage.
2: So that you was know, like on the thing. Yeah.
0: And, and I, I was just he... like, hey,
2: what? I don't want this. Wow. Um, I don't know like what made me go through. Like to actually continue doing that, but I think for me, my confidence plays like a very big role, and that's why I rely on it like most of the time because I realize that I am not the prettiest out there, and mm-hmm. I am gonna find people who are prettier than me. Their walk is perfect; just everything about them is just it's perfect. But I had to rely on my own um, strengths to make me a better candidate, and I think for me, it has worked so much that having someone standing in front of me, no matter how beautiful they are, doesn't scare me as much anymore. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of I'm competing with myself. I'm not competing with you. We're here to, um, winner. let's say, for example, a title, you have your own vision. I have my own vision. And n- n- let me say, for example, the other contestants vision is not to say it's not good or it's bad or whatever. Their vision could be just as great and it could meet the judge's expectations. Whereas with mine, it could also be the same thing. So for me, it's literally, why am I here? I have to ask myself, I'm not here because this person decided to enter. I decided to enter because I have my own vision. So no matter how beautiful they are, the color, the skin, the hair, whatever, it's none of my business. Mm -hmm. That's them. And this is me.
0: leads me to the question of does inner beauty really matter when you're being judged by the judges obviously or does physical appearance dominate because you obviously mentioned right now that you might be you obviously going into the pageant with a vision of your own and somebody also has their own vision but like does that really yeah. matter when you're there or are they basically going to focus more on how you look physically than whatever you say or yeah your inner beauty basically
2: Okay, so I'm going to use this example now. It's like going to the gym, right? Going to the gym, you you actually have to work harder at the gym than what you have to at home. But the food that you eat ultimately is what's going to shape you to be to have that dream body that you actually want to have. So it does not matter how many times you go to the gym, but if you don't have like a strict diet, for example, you won't reach, Um, you won't get the cheap body that you're looking for. So going back to your question, when you're asking the physical and the inner, your inner will always be the one to get you or to guarantee you but spot because it works out better. Your physical beauty, yes, it will work for face, for um, pictures and all of that. But at the end of the day, when you have to interact with humans, when you interact with people, you will have to have compassion. And I think for the judges, they have to see it through what you're doing, through what you're saying without having to spend like hours and hours of time trying to get to know you, just in that 15 minutes or in that space of time, they should be able to like narrow it down to say, okay, this is the perfect person. We can see the type of person they are. It's not just how they look outside, but we can also see there's something deeper inside of them. So yes, the outer side of you matters, but nothing matters more than your inner beauty, in my opinion. And I think that has worked Great for me because my inner beauty, Oh, I don't want to brag or anything, but I think I'm great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you sound great, so I'm going oh, believe you,
2: you. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it, it, it makes sense. It really does. Like, sometimes your beauty does fade, but what's left is inside. And I know it sounds cliche, but that's the reality of life. It's what mm. matters inside so yeah
0: okay i want to disagree with you a bit because yes i agree with everything you've said right That yeah beauty obviously like physical appearance your beauty fades away but what's on the inside is what matters but now this is with regards to your industry modeling now that is where it's different because if you're going to come and you don't really i don't want to say ugly but you don't you know i don't know i don't know how to put it but that's why I'm like there I feel like the physical dominate maybe towards the end, once they've selected maybe the top sixteen or the top five, like okay. when now it's like it's like boiling hot. You guys are beautiful. So now it no longer matters how you look like. Because
2: yeah, so as you now, can see, you what what you actually answering you're actually answering yourself because what you're saying is in the beginning they look at how you look and whatnot and obviously you have to represent yourself in the best way possible but at the end yeah. of the day when they have to narrow it down to top five mm. what inside counts and that's how you get the title at the end of the day so like I said yes your physical does matter but your inner beauty matters more mm. yeah because they're yeah. thinking that you, you, you- you have to serve people, we have to talk to
1: people. So if you yeah. are a good person and you have attitude, you're going to be talking yeah. you're going to be
2: talking talking to dignitaries. You're going to be talking to the president. Imagine not knowing how to conduct yourself when you're talking yeah. to South Africa's president. Like how does that Look for the brand that you're representing. You're going to be Mm. talking to people in America. You might win Miss Universe one day. They need someone who will be able to work with them. But outside is not a problem. We can always fix outside. We can get you new hair. We can get you a beautiful dress, shoes. We can do everything. But if your inner side is not like it is, there's nothing we can do about it. And you can't just change overnight. It's also another process so for me like I said like gym you can gym all you want but if you don't have that diet you won't reach your goal yeah Yeah, yeah
1: so now that you're talking about meeting presidents ministers and everything what is actually the role of the person who wins the
2: title what is it that you do after you've won the the title, okay. So when I won Miss Mpumalanga, right, my job was really to go and inspire the young people of Mpumalanga, and I think for me, that has been like one of the greatest titles that I've held, and. It has really changed the way I see the world. So at Ms. Pumalanga, I was also the MER ambassador as well as the Zazi Know Your Strength ambassador. So with Zazi, um, it's a program where we help young women to also find their power to know themselves, like Zazi Know Your Strength So we would have like Mm -hmm. annual camps where we choose girls from rural areas, we bring them to this beautiful hotel for a weekend, and we have different guests to come and talk to them, we have activities where we talk about what are our dreams, you know, those vision boards type of um, activities, so and then another thing that we also did was then going to schools. Like every three months, we'd go to specific schools. So every Miss Pumalanga will have schools that she identifies with. And every three months, she will go back to those schools and see the progress that is happening. So in the process of doing that, we would donate like a dignitary pa- um, dignity pack in that we have um, a washcloth, soap, roll-on, toothbrush, toothpaste, stationery, just to help the children to be confident. I'm not tr- talking about people in, um, in the city. We're talking about people in the rural areas, people who are really struggling, people who need all the resources that they can get. So my job is just to literally go and inspire, help where we can, um, align the government with those schools that are struggling with the students who need help um, to, to, to honestly just get help. And then another thing is um, when I was also the MER ambassador, when going to schools, we want to teach children not to um, go, out, go out of their way to be doing wrong things. We want to inspire sports in school. So we'd also donate sports equipment so that the kids can keep themselves busy after school. We know in Makaya, mm-hmm. there aren't really opportunities for kids to be playing. The thing is, it's okay, but after that, it's shop we're going to be drinking, we're going to be smoking. And that's not the type of life that we want for those kids. We want those kids to get out of those situations. We want them to really go out there, be something, and to be able to go back to their communities and build their communities at the end of the day. So for me, your, the Miss Pumalanga pageant or title rather, has really like, wow. It was really amazing. And then obviously the fun side of it, you meet um, dignitaries, you know, um, your premier. Um, At that time, I got to meet the first female premier in Pumalanga, um, Miss um, Honorable Refilwe Ntunitipane. And it was so nice to also be sharing conversations with her because you can see where she wants to take Pumalanga to greater heights and then also when we also have ideas of how we want certain things to happen for young people in Pumalanga, we I get that platform to actually mm. um, to talk to her about it, and then something can be done. So it's not just us taking pictures and looking nice and just having great photo shoots. There's really hard work that happens behind, and most of the time we don't. They don't document that. But you you see it with when you talk to people like oh Miss Bumalang oh she did this and this and this that organization is great and that hence that's why it's such a big brand hence that's why people still want to join that brand because of what it does it really changes the life of a girl child so yeah so, so wait you are, like you, to are you
1: only sorry so when <laughs> you said the life of a girl child are you guys only focusing on Girls only, or you also
2: accommodate boys? Okay, so in terms of changing the life of a girl child, I'm talking in terms of the girls who enter Miss Bumalang. My life mm-hmm. was changed. Okay. Um, I got the privilege to be the first Miss Bumalang to host a annual boys camp but unfortunately corona got in the way so we're hoping this year or i'm hoping they will actually implement it because at the end of the day when we're looking at the statistics of gender-based violence we can talk to girls for all we want and we can tell them how to take care of themselves we can do everything and anything but if we don't mold our young boys to become exemplary citizens we are still dealing with a problem that will never go away. So we need Mm. to build that foundation for the young boys. So that's why I decided that that should be incorporated. And I'm glad they also saw the vision. I think they also had it in mind because, I mean, I one day want to become a mom and I don't know what God is going to bless me with. It's either it's going to be a boy or it's going to be a girl. I want to know that if I'm raising a boy child, my boy child needs to know, must have that foundation to know this is how you treat a woman this is how you treat people in general Mm. and the same Mm. has to go for young women as well so that was a great opportunity and we got to actually see that there's actually a big market that boys need to be helped you know they are also Mm -hmm. dealing with traumas at home they're also dealing with Um, violence themselves at their young age and that's why they grow up to be the people that they are and this is why we're sitting with this high number of statistics that we're sitting with so yeah
0: What would you like to change about the industry? So if you were to um, I don't know, let me say you were given like to make changes, yeah. implement rules, whatever, what would you, what would be the first thing you'd want to change in the modeling industry?
2: Yeah. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, if I had the opportunity to change something, you know, I think for me it's what is currently happening now with how, Zozi one, she was the first one with short hair to ever when I remember when um, Ntiki entered Miss South Africa and she had her natural hair or her short hair, for them it felt like, oh, mm, no, you know. So it's like South Africa is ready for change and we can see with Zozi, we can see it with Ushudu. Ushudu had short hair and she had a curvy body which usually um, they don't allow... Um, people of that type of body to enter so I'm not necessarily a person who likes to change things I'm a person who wants to get inside of something and then try to understand as to why you guys are doing what you're doing what is actually the um, the story behind what why you guys are doing in South Africa so for example if I had the opportunity then to ask them, okay, why didn't you guys crown this specific person rather than the person that you guys crown now? Because I would feel that this person had all the attributes, but because she does not look like the what you guys want her to look, you gave it to this person. That person is not necessarily the one to give us a international title. And I mean, we see it with Uzozi. Uzozi gave us an international title because they allowed African African people to show themselves internationally and I think that's what we're supposed to be about okay yeah (laughs) I think it's a a very difficult question if I may but um, yeah yeah, I Mm.
1: I I wanted to ask if you think it's actually a good idea for women to compete against one another based
2: on beauty um i don't see it as a competition between me and the next girl Mm. i see it as a competition i see it as a um a competition of what i want to bring to the table it's like interviews basically Mm. it's just that with a little bit of a twist you know it's like with a little bit of a twist like yeah You you can walk, you can do whatever, and we're giving people a show. So it's if I were to think about it, a job interview where the whole company gets to see who's actually in the run to get that position, you know. So obviously when you go to an interview, you have to be the best, you have to show your best skill sets, you know, your experience, you know, even if you don't have an experience, you must state as to why you think you're the best candidate for this title for this position so i don't necessarily think it's us competing with one another we're just competing with the one who already has that position that we actually need to remove so that we can enter and do the most
0: mm. the competition ever get unhealthy because with you i can tell that you have a very sharp mindset you know mm-hmm. you're not seeing it as a competition against the other uh but it's more about yeah. i'm trying to get the title and yeah and that's it it's not about i'm trying to whatever whatever with the other woman it's not really about the drama or the beef but yeah. obviously some other women get into it and see it as a competition against one another doesn't yeah. the competition ever healthy especially when you're dealing with people who have such a negative mindset i'm
2: going to use an example of my experience with unhealthy competition not to say I've ever experienced it or I don't know it's just something in my head that just never focuses on that and um, I don't know but in this specific competition that I entered they started judging from like behind the the, the the scenes like backstage when you guys are getting ready when you guys are you know waiting in the line to go on stage and do your thing when they decided to, when they um, eventually announced the results, like your special awards, or Miss Personality, or Miss Public Choice, all those type of things, um, I conveniently won the, um, that um, special prize, uh, special award. And I was shocked. I was like, wait, how did they even know I'm Miss Personality when they only seen me walk? I haven't said a word or anything. What? <laughs> then they explained, like behind the scenes is where we actually judge you guys based on how you guys greet one another. you friendly with the other contestants. Yes, you are in a competition, but at the very same time, you're there to network. You're there to get to know other people. You know, it's so inspiring getting into a competition when you, um, realize what these other girls can do that you cannot do and there's nothing wrong with that it's just something that you can be inspired by I remember also at Miss Pumalanga um, a very good friend of mine she was studying um, she can even speak Chinese so automatically you would assume oh no she's the one who's going to win or oh, she can speak Chinese or oh, you know like you know but it's mm-hmm. not necessarily the case you know but it was so interesting to just be in her space where she can tell you about her experience in overseas what she wants to do with her life and it's not just like a competition where you and they look miss china you guys niki, and the tower, and <laughs> no it's not yeah. like that So i've never had to feel like "Yo, i'm breaking down this is not happening these people are mean you know how they show it in tv i never had to felt that it's only after when you win a competition, that stories come out and people tell you, how oh, really?" but we were so cool throughout the competition, like, you know? So, yeah. but I think in, in general, if you do experience something like that, at the end of the day, it is a competition. I'm not, I don't want to say you're not there to make friends because I have, all my friends practically are pageant Um, sisters but if you feel like these people are not aligning with your vision they're too much in negative energy withdraw yourself from them and you're not going to be snucks or mean to them you're still going to be friendly high and whatnot but you're just going to cut off that line where they can just be in your space and trying to get you out of the way or something like that so yeah I think that's my advice to people who experience unhealthy um, situations in pageants like withdraw yourself from those situations like it's okay to be your own person but also at the same time try to be friendly but you know keep your distance it's like it's yeah. like life in general yeah. you know when people don't love you you can't force that relationship onto them and when you try to force yourself into things that's when you actually really get hurt so try to mm-hmm. step away from that so yeah mm-hmm.
1: So, okay, what advice would you actually give to people who would like to join uh,
2: pageantry? Number one, um, you definitely must be passionate about it. If you're not passionate about it, you're going to realize when you are in it that this is not you. There's so many things that happen behind the scene that are so draining, time-consuming, financially-consuming, that if you do not also have a a great support structure, you're going to struggle and it's just going to be hard moving forward. So for me, support. My mom has been my, I don't know, like I even call her my manager because she wants to know everything, everything. If I have to go for an interview, she has to check the outfit. She'll tell you, mm, it's not doing this. I don't feel mm-hmm. it. the hairstyle. It's not doing it. She's like a pageant mom. So mm. that's a that you have to get from your family, number one, because obviously you're a student. When I started, I was in grade six. I didn't have money. I didn't have also like social media wasn't like a big thing back then. So you had to rely like on your family to do the absolute most with regarding your hair, your makeup, your outfits, the traveling, the classes that you have to attend with regarding walks and all those type of things. So for me, um, for people who are like in a position that I'm in support structure and then for, I know there's a lot of young women who want to do what I want to do, but unfortunately circumstances don't allow them to enter these type of things. Um, I don't see it to be a problem that you don't have to start at a young age. My thing is go to school first, finish school, get into varsity. I think also another big exposure that's going to happen for you is in varsity. In universities, there is um, pageants like Miss Campus, Miss Mang, Mang Miss University, Mang Mang, You know, Miss Varsity mm-hmm. Cup, that you can expose yourself um, to it because then you'll be in a better space, in a better environment that you can start doing that. A lot of the Miss South Africans never did pageants growing up entered Miss South Africa, and that's literally the only pageant that they won. So it shouldn't just be about you collecting titles. Like one thing, I didn't like entering so many pageants in one year. If I would enter two, that would be enough. I cannot enter every single weekend now, collecting the title. I just think it's, I don't want to say it's ridiculous, but for me, it literally takes away the purpose of why I wanted to win the title because last week I Miss beauty. This week I'm Miss Royal. Next week I'm Miss Star. Mm. There's a line in that. When are you going to actually focus on being Miss Royal? When are you going to focus on being Miss Star? How are you going to use these titles without them clashing with one another? So yeah. don't focus too much or get pressure from these other young people who are doing it. Allow yourself to go to school. Allow yourself to pass metric. Allow yourself to get into university. And I think you will be exposed to so much network you will be exposed to so many people who have done it, who will be able to help you to also just get into that. And obviously we're ethical varsity. We have free Wi-Fi. We have no problems. You know what I mean? So there's going to be resources for you to utilize then. Then you can follow that dream.
0: So now I'm going to just derail a bit because it's a question that I actually wanted to ask. But do you think that the bikini section of a pageant is actually necessary?
2: I sometimes think to myself, oh, no, it's not. And then some days I'm like, yeah, yes, it is. Number one. For me, the bikini section has nothing to do with the size of your body. The bikini section has everything to do with how disciplined you are in terms of how you take care of yourself. And that's how we see it. A lot of Okay, obviously in pageants, we know most of the girls who enter are not plus size. It's people size 28 to 30, you name it. But obviously, if and we're all um, skinny people or thin people, The one who's going to stand out the most is the one who goes to the gym, which tells you that this person is a committed person. This person is a disciplined person. This person is someone who goes for their goals. Whereas other people, yes, they have their body, but what is it that you're doing about your body that you're appreciating your body to show us, you know, yes, I have this cute body and this is what I do to take care of that body. And then, other ways as well as like it's actually not necessary but for me it is because if other people cannot show in other departments how strong they are this is the department that they can do the absolute most ensuring that this is who they are Mm.
0: yeah I sort of get it but also (laughs) still don't
2: no it's okay you can disagree with me it's fine it's fine it's fine fine. Um, again Sometimes it's like, yeah, it's not necessary. Yeah, it's necessary. Like for me, um, I get really touched if there's no like bikini um, um round because I work so hard um, on my body that I don't want to tell you, yo, I go to the gym. I want you to look at me and be like, oh, wow, you go to the gym and already have that to say, yeah, no, no, this person, she's a hard worker without me having to yeah. say, I'm a hard worker, I'm a disciplined person, I'm a committed person, but just looking at me, you can say that. And obviously, it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. but it could work for other people as well.
1: Actually, I think one thing that I've picked up from this whole conversation is mm-hmm. the fact that you are so confident and how you changed my perspective on pageantry I've always wanted to answer it, but I was like, nah. You know. I've always hated competition. So mm. I don't want to be, put myself in a position where I want to compete with someone. So yeah. the whole the whole conversation literally changed my whole perspective. And I actually like how confident you are in yourself and you. I think your mental health is on par. <laughs> If I
2: can you know, I said, oh no, I'm studying psychology so I think that's a nice thing to add there um, oh. I think I don't see pageants as just pageants I see life as life because you guys are also doing a podcast it's women rights you are also in the industry of empowering women listening to these stories Someone else is exactly doing the same thing. That's also another competition that you get guys entering, but you guys are not focused on what they are doing. You guys are focused on what you are doing and your vision. And when you stick to your vision and you stick to your passions and your dreams, that's how you stand out. And that's how people can relate to you. That's how people can fall in love with you rather than falling in love with the other person. Because you guys, yes, you have the same vision of empowering women, but the way or the mission as to how you guys are doing it is different. And I mean, other people like DSTV, other people like Top TV, it's all people's preference. Whatever they like, they will go for it. But what you have to do is stick to what you think other people will like, and that's the content that you should stick to. And that's exactly how it is in pageants as well. It's not just us competing, it's the vision that we want to follow and the mission as well.
0: For me, I think the last thing that I wanna say or I wanna ask, yeah. Um, would you please share any proud moments that you have experienced in this industry?
2: Yeah, you know, the funny thing is i always think like, you when I win, I'm gonna cry.
0: <laughs> and I think, like I really you start to put it in like, your head, like, okay, this is how I'm gonna act and then
2: yeah, like, I am going to cry. Like, even, like, I always cry, like, maybe the next day or a month later when it actually sinks in, like, oh, I actually won. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is <laughs> big. Because I remember I go, Miss Pumalangane, there's a picture that mm-hmm. they took. And in the picture, it looks like I'm crying. but I know, I'm like, no, but I didn't cry. I think I wanted to cry, yeah. but it didn't come out. But for me, ah, every... I don't have like one single moment where I can say, Oh, this is my proudest moment because every day for me, it's just like a proud moment. The fact that I can wake up and decide to do what I'm doing for me is like a proud moment. Other people cannot do that. So for me, it's like, shit, I actually achieved this.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, that's a good way to see it, you know, that yeah, mm. basically you don't necessarily move. What I'm getting is that you don't necessarily move on from that. It's a thing of every day you can remind yourself that I achieved that, and yes. I should be proud of myself instead of that thing you of know? oh well I graduated, move on. Oh well, move on. I no. move on. you know no. it's a thing of no. oh you did
2: graduate. That's something you should be proud of still. still you yeah. know. You think about all the times you had to go write that exam. You think about all the times you thought you weren't going to make it, but you are here. Yeah. And that's worth celebrating, you know? Like there were times where life was really hard. There were times where life was really good. It's like a roller coaster ride. But at the end of the roller coaster ride, it's like, yo, that was really fun. Remember when it was dipping? Remember when that happened? Oh yes, we should do it again. And that's why we're gonna be studying for honors. That type of mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Focus on chasing the next thing, and then we don't ever get to live in the moments. Or the moments mm. is like very short lived. And then, yeah, we like, like, okay, on to the next thing, on to the next I thing. And like, then, yeah, we never get to sit down and be like, you know what? I'm really proud of how far you've come. Let's yeah. celebrate. Let's just be Let's happy. Celebrate it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, from my side, well, that is it. I don't have any more questions to ask you. You presented yourself so well. Oh my Thank gosh. You, I'm <laughs> you honored the invites. And you really did also change my perspective on pageants and, yeah, basically the whole modeling industry. Like, I'm definitely going to see it differently. I'm going to try and see the... Pa- the, the bikini, bikini section. Uh, yeah, because I'm still not... <laughs> like, I'm still trying to understand what is the whole point of the bikini round, but I'm not closed off to, like, new ideas or new perspectives. That's why I'm, like, asking because I'm trying to understand... What, as you explained, like, you wouldn't necessarily want to change anything in the history, but you want to find out, why did you guys do this instead? Yeah. Why did this, you know? So basically that's what I'm trying to do also with the beginning round. I'm trying to find out,
2: why what's the purpose you know, of it?
0: What's the purpose yeah. of it?
2: How does it add value? How does it yeah. make? Yes, yes. But I think yeah, also, I now, mean, when I think about it, next, at Miss yeah. Universe, the bikini round ultimately actually shows us how powerful your walk is because obviously we don't necessarily see your walk in a gown. Yeah, that's, that's true. So we actually get to see how you maneuver with the legs, you know, like, oh, wow, she did that. She did that twirl in there. So I think, you know, it's it's maybe probably many reasons, but that's like the one reason I could think of right now. I think that's a bomb it,
0: reason.
2: That actually yeah, makes because sense. Yeah, every- 'Cause every time when you look at the Miss Universe videos and you hear what the commentators have to say about the the the, the contestant walk. on stage, you'll just hear, wow, how walk is so powerful and yeah. you know. And then what they also do, the contestants, like that twirl that they do, how they um, with that whole rope thing, I don't know if I don't know what <laughs> <but>, usually. <laughs> but you know, so that's for me, it's like, oh wow, that walk was amazing. Like what? So, yeah.
0: And it's cool. you mm. get to see the walk properly during that round. During yeah, right. That so yeah. that's like a box. can totally agree yeah. with that because of yeah, and also I it's did.
2: nice. It's also nice because Miss Universe has a bikini round and then Miss World doesn't have a bikini round. So it gives us like like, the best of both worlds. Like, oh, no, we don't like the bikini round. Okay, we'll stick to this pageant. Oh, we actually like both. Let's see this. That like, oh, this is nice. Oh, this is also classic. This is also elegant. That is sassy. That is, you know. Mm. So. Mm.
1: Well, I'm just glad that Sinche finally got an answer. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think i
2: don't think, she, I, don't think, I, don't think I, I don't think she she actually is 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 certain about the answer for her it's like she needs to do, like more research find more people who will give her like that you know and then she will narrow it down make her, um i don't know what Final. and then she'll be like okay <laughs> this is this is it this is i've written a thesis over this and this is my <laughs> findings yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah i don't think it's today but in building like you, do, you don't, you don't But there's light. Now there's now. light
0: at the end of the tunnel. That's what I can like, say. Yeah. the answer you gave me now, there's definitely light.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for honoring the invite. Your 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 energy was so great. Like you, you, you gave us light. <laughs> We liked <laughs> like having a good conversation with you.
2: It was so great. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, of course.
0: You're welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> um, definitely, you've changed our perspective on quite a lot of things. And mm-hmm. hopefully, you're doing for our listeners, too, and for anybody out there who was considering entering the industry, maybe they can just sit down and reevaluate, you know. okay i I should give it a shot but that but definitely the most important thing is the confidence because um your confidence stood out throughout this whole episode and i think that's really more important
2: oh thank you you guys are gonna make me cry but you guys (laughs) like you know exactly (laughs) In my heart, in my heart, I'm crying. In my heart's like yours. There's an ocean for you guys. <laughs>
1: would like to thank everyone that is continuously supporting us and we are so grateful for the positive feedback that we get from you guys so please feel free to send us a dm on instagram at women underscore right at women underscore right sharing your insights or comments about our episodes and also if you'd like to become a guest on one of our episodes tackling a topic of your choice that is in line with our vision and our mission please feel free to send us a dm as well thank you guys for tuning in and we can't wait to have you on our next next one.